the Full 10 Yards team is proud to present to you their 2020 NFL Season Guide. The boys have been working really hard this off-season to bring this to you. It's a guide of 130 pages and includes information on all 32 teams, including off-season wheeling and dealing, rookies, team and schedule information, along with fantasy football rankings and projections. It also includes a rookie's guide to American football, giving you an introduction into the game and an A to Z on some handy information and some of the penalties. All you have to do to get your hands on one of these guides is to go to Amazon and search for the full 10 yards season guide. You're going to get the 130 page guide and you're going to get the PDF for your mobile devices, all for just a one-off payment of $10.99. It really is a good deal. Welcome to the full 10 yards fantasy football podcast. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast and it is the best podcast of the year because it is the closest one to the season. This is for me the perfect point of the season because from now every single game of football that we watch is one step closer to the end of the season which sounds absolutely crazy when we haven't seen any football yet but we are at the perfect point of the season in my opinion where all of the takes are being flown around everyone's most excited and we get to see some real NFL football this Thursday. In the huddle tonight I have got James, Rob and a very warm welcome back to Dave. James how you doing my friends? I'm good. It, as you say, the exciting time in the season where it's all hype and no data. So this is the point where every, <laughs> everyone is on a zero, both fantasy players and teams, and we have no idea what's about to happen, but God, are we looking forward to it. Right, you mean we have to pull the podcast from next week because all of the takes that we've been selling for the last three months have been completely wrong and inaccurate. And uh... <laughs> It's as though you've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back next year as the next 10 yards or, so, or something along those lines. Rob, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Hi, Dad, Dad. Yeah, um, when you said uh, at the beginning there that it's the best show, I thought, well, you're, you're speaking highly of me, James, and and, and Dave here. Uh, <laughs> but no, it is the best show. It's the best show in the world. Um, and yeah, Sunday is approaching, and I can't wait. Um, screw the Thursday match. Sunday is what it's all about. Um, I am going to sit there. I've got popcorn. I've got a bar of Galaxy. I've got M&M's. I've got a pizza ready to go in the oven. Might have a Chinese as well if I fancy it. Depends what my mates are up to. Um, and, and yeah, a big bottle of Coke uh, ready to go. That is why I'm sitting here 17 and a half stone unhealthy. But I don't care. It's Sunday night. It's football time. And that is my routine. Dab Dab, what's your routine on a Sunday night? Talk us through it. Uh, to say it is try and get everything done as quickly as possible because I always leave everything till the absolute last minute on Sunday. And I'm looking at my watch and it's like 10 to 6. And I'm thinking, hell, I've, I've run out of time again. <laughs> so quickly scurrying around, then trying to connect a game pass to see if it's going to play ball tonight. And then, uh, yeah, just sitting with my, I'll have my phone, checking my Twitter feed, my fantasy football lineups, yeah. and uh, watching uh, Scott Hansen with his seven hours of commercial free football. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that. That is the best moment the of the week. Sweetest words. Yeah, uh, absolutely. But no, I, I'm similar to you. I get to about half five, and I think. Brilliant, got half an hour now, going to have a sort of wind up to the game. Oh, shoot, I haven't checked 
all of my fantasy teams. I better check with it. And it's, <laughs> you know, when, when you're in about 18 leagues that I'm in, it takes about three hours to set your lineup. So I'm quickly just sitting there like, quickly, I've got a kid pulling on my leg. I've got my missus asking me questions. I'm just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> fantasy time. I've got half an hour to set my lineups. I've got this guy injured, this guy injured, and they're on three different lineups. And I've just got to just figure it out. But it's all good. It's all yeah, good. And, then, and then you remember that you've got a, an ESPN league and you've, you've got everything on sleeper. <laughs> NFL, <laughs> the long you've done NFL and then ESPN. Yeah, I've got an ESPN am, one. So I am glad I'm not the only person in that boat. But yes, uh, <laughs> five p.m. to six p.m. here is actually dubbed questionable hour because it's that hour where you find out how many of the players who were questionable <laughs> didn't make it, yeah. and when thirty teams suddenly looks like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we're not selling ourselves very well because we are now priding ourselves on giving you the most up-to-date information <laughs> and, and informing you of who to set in your lineups and all yes, this information, yes. and we're now having a conversation about how disorganised we are. But well, yeah. let's just say we've spent all of our time informing our listeners about we've forgotten about our own lineups. So that's <laughs> how about how about this it's reality it is reality when you're you know we give you all the advice in the week but it can change it can it can change at half four on a, on a sunday evening um you know when the injury report comes out when you know when the, the the lineups get called things can change you've got to be really you've really got to be dialed in um and it is hard the more as, as myself all of us we do more than uh, multiple leagues uh, so when you you start knocking on the door of of a fair few leagues it becomes an interestingly busy sunday evening yeah, but, uh, but no, and I'm just I can't, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just want to get that out there. That is it's it's the best time ever. Sitting there swearing at my phone, swearing at the TV. Um, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's great, and I, I cannot wait. I'm buzzing. And finally, we welcome back Dave to the show. It's been a few weeks, Dave, but it's great to have you back. And my question for you for Sunday evening: Who is going to score the first touchdown that helps nobody? Well, first of all, gents, uh, great to be back. Love to see all your faces again and uh, glad to be back pulling again. The first That Helps Nobody touchdown, I, I would love to see it be the Dolphins running a kickoff back because no one's going to have the Dolphins DST against the Patriots, as tempting as it is, or any Washington receiver that isn't Terry Mack. Because <laughs> Yeah, they've got Jakeem Grant there. He, he'll be—he's um, a nifty player, isn't he? He could take one back to the house. So I don't see that being uh, a two-out there claim. And Antonio Gandhi Golden—we've talked about on the show. Do you reckon uh, he could be the one to get the touchdown, Rob? Yeah, I've got him everywhere. I'd love that. I'm not that I'm starting in week one. <laughs> well, yeah, um, exactly. So probably wouldn't love it, but you know, he's, he's, uh, he's a guy that I've been very high on this off season. So it would be good for him to to get a touchdown. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, the, I think uh, I think Dave's hit the nail there. I think it's going to be a return. I think it will be. There'll be a return. Day one, game one, um, weekend one, and uh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Well, do you think that much emphasis will have been put onto special teams for, from a from more of a defensive point of view than a, a returner point of view, given the given the pandemic and given the shortened preseason? Like these players, it'll be the first time that they've gone full speed in in a game. Like I know you, they go full speed in practice and stuff, but it's not actually full speed. So, I, I, yeah, I think we could see a couple. Like it's the first. There'll be a couple of missed assignments from the from the uh, tackling team, and yeah, we could see uh, we could see somebody go to the house. So. Pick up. I think, I think a big thing this weekend is going to be penalties because teams' organisation is not going to be what it normally is in a week one. I mean, week one's kind of ropey anyway at the best of times, but in this shortened preseason or lack of preseason games, but shortened uh, practicing time as well, I think we could see some real howlers 
from teams and that could be on you know kickoff coverage uh, punt coverage and all that um so i think it'd be quite an important week for dst and fantasy as well yeah, and and the Rats be... haven't had much experience either in terms of preseason because there's been no preseason games for them to officiate either. And I don't think they've mm. been allowed into teams' um, practice facilities in order to, you know, do any scrimmages. So they're going to be coming to how, this. How, how do I get this flag out of my pocket? I can't. <laughs> pocket that I put it in. I can't remember last season. It was so different. <laughs> and what will be interesting to see is how the lack of crowd noise affects particularly defences. So obviously in your Seattle's, your, your Kansas, you've got that such loud noise. So how will offences be able to adjust to getting the plays in there without the defences here and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting one for sure, and really looking forward to it. So that is Sunday that we've that we talked about. And we're getting hyped up for. However, there is the small matter of the Super Bowl champions playing in a playoff uh, re- rematch in this Thursday night to, to kick off the season as the Houston Texans travel to the Kansas City Chiefs. And what we are here to discuss tonight first is starts and sits for that game. So James, we'll start with you. We're going to go for the Texans quarterback to Sean Watson. Are you sitting him or are you starting him? Well, to be honest, if you've picked him up in the draft, you're going to have picked him up with early capital. So you're going to have to start him because you're probably tied to having him all season. I mean, the Chiefs defense is re- pretty reasonable nowadays, but it's still one of those things that I think is more likely to be a shootout than it is tense, which when we record after the game, you'll probably pick me up on when it's about 7-0. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think you've got to start Watson if you have him. I mean, you'll get onto Mahomes in a second, I imagine. Well, it's, it's, he's almost not worth talking about because um, if you're not starting Patrick Mahomes against the team that last year uh, gave up the fifth most fantasy points to quarterbacks, and obviously he's tipped to be the highest scoring quarterback, is is anybody out there not starting Patrick Mahomes this week? No. I don't think the Texans' defense is that scary. <laughs> I, I just don't think anybody is, is not starting Patrick Mahomes. So, um, to Sean Watson, Rob, Dave, are you, are you starting him this week? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think like James has summed it up. If you, you drafted him to play him, uh, Chiefs, no Chiefs. I mean, Deshaun Watson, he, he is kind of borderline elite anyway. Um, he's got a wide plethora of receivers. Not quite sure what quality those receivers are. We'll discuss those in a moment. Um, but, yeah, is you drafted him sort of mid-rounds, you're playing him. Dave, what do you think? Uh, 100% agree. I mean, um, yeah, I'm all in on Deshaun Watson as a start because, as James said, if you've drafted him, you've drafted him and yeah, used him up a lot of capital there. And he's probably a top five fantasy QB anyway. And he's going to be... His rushing yards may even... Yeah. His rushing yeah. points, sorry, might exceed his passing points because I don't like those Texans receivers. I don't like them one bit. <laughs> Is that a spoiler alert for the... Uh... Yeah, just another one, just another one. <laughs> so, we move over to the running backs, and this is uh, slightly more interesting because we've got David Johnson, who, of course, is brand new to the Texans. Uh, there were questions about his, uh, well, his career, really, because of the way he looked in some of the games for the for the Cardinals last year. And, of course, we've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who fade, is... Fade, fade, fade. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. That's just a natural reaction every time I hear that. <laughs> Sorry. Who is, of course, tipped to be the, the starting running back. And we 
we um, would imagine that we do see him as, but he is a rookie running back. He's had no preseason games um, and we, we still haven't seen his usage yet. So I think people look at the Kareem Hunt's 40-point opener against the New England Patriots a few years ago with rose-tinted glasses and think that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to come in and do the exact same thing, which is why his draft capital crept up so high. Uh, but Dave, are you starting? Oh, well, I know Rob's opinion, so I'm not even going to bother going to Rob. <laughs> but um, Dave, what are your opinions on starting Clyde this week? I think it, it's all dependent on whereabouts you draft him because you can't you know, draft him as your RB1 and then sit him, I think. Um, with the Chiefs' offence, there's so many options for them that you kind of are damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because one week it could be Clyde edwards the season, the other week it could be Tyreek Hill, it could be Michael Hartman, it could even be Darrell Williams. Um, but for me, Clyde edwards is a start. Um, I'm, I just don't like this Texans team. I personally think that they're in a pretty weak division, have been for a couple of seasons. No offence to teams like the Colts, who are good. But, yeah, I'd be starting quite a bit to Yeah, Rob's face then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, have to get, you have to get the Colts. I, I, I'm getting there. I, 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 I just, knew as soon as I said weak division, I thought, oh, no. no I'm just going <laughs> to dust off my Quentin Nelson Pro, uh, exactly. Hall of Fame jersey. Uh, no, um, <laughs> uh, I actually agree. I think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is, st- is, is a good start this week. Um, I, I just think that Houston's defense is pretty miserable uh, and they're going to want to see what they've got in the rookie. So so why not this week? I mean, I, as much as I have been you know, fading <laughs> Clyde Edwards-Alaire all off-season, as you have Dab-Dab as well, um, it's, it's a case of he's still my, I think, running back 13 in my rankings or something like that um so he's you know he's still gonna have good weeks i'm not saying he's gonna be terrible every week and i think this week houston at home at harrowhead um you know fans no fans whatever they're still at home um he's still gonna want to um you know have a good week and i i think he will and finally james your thoughts on david johnson so new system new situation for him he's got duke johnson who is renowned for being a passing back in waiting how, how are you feeling about starting davy J? It's all about your team's roster construction. If you went heavy running back at the beginning and you've got David Johnson as your third running back, I'd be, and you're basically choosing, is he going in the flex spot or not? Um, Then it's probably a toss up because you're going to have some good receivers coming up, I would imagine, through the draft. Um, in terms of the actual matchup, I don't mind it for D- for David Johnson to be honest, just because you know there's a few failures in, in the early days. I think they are going to run the ball in the early weeks a bit more. Um, Duke Johnson, I still want to see something sort of that indicates what his usage is going to be before I feel comfortable starting him. So I sort of I can see that there is potential there, and he's worth having on the bench for now. But I wouldn't be starting him yet until you sort of see he's going to get quite a lot of targets each game or he's going to get quite a lot of rushes each game and then if it's starting to look like a trend that's going to stick then go for it and if not then you have one drop option ready for when you're on the waiver wire hunt yeah yeah definitely so Tyreek Hill I'm going to assume that we're all in agreement that he is definitely a start this week so the wide receiver two in Kansas City this year has been a hotly debated contest well it's been a hotly debated debate on Twitter as to whether it is going to be Sammy Watkins, the, the season veteran, or McCall Hardman, who is the who is the speed guy, he's, he's that exciting player. Uh, Rob, who is going to be the wide receiver two this year, and are you starting either of them against this Texans defense? Uh, um, 
Can't answer the first question. I don't know who's going to be the wide receiver two throughout the year. Um, but week one, Sammy Watkins loves week one. Last last season, I think, didn't he have like 50 fantasy points last season or something? Stupid? I think he had yeah. half his total in week one last year. <laughs> yeah. And I had him on the bench. So here I am saying, don't make the same mistake twice. <laughs> Put Sammy Watkins in your flex spot this week. Ah, oh, so you think it's like a week one niche with Sammy Watkins that he'll just come out every week one and yeah, why not? Why not? I'm I'm happy to. I I guess the, the difficult thing is like I just said, put them in your flex, but you don't really want to be putting players in your flex on a Thursday. Um, so you want to put them in your wide receiver position. But he's a flex kind of player for me. This yeah, week, yeah, that's yeah. What I'm trying to say. Yeah, um, so. I don't own any Sammy Watkins, so I, maybe I'm preaching to, to to people that you know I'm not even converting myself with Sammy Watkins. But I uh, why not week one? I'll put him in. I tell you what, I'll guarantee you, I'll put him in my DFS lineups this week. There you go. Probably be in my best ball teams. Well, I think that's the thing. People will have drafted him in best ball just for that one week that he does go off and get those three touchdowns again because he, he's got it in the locker. But it's just it's just not going to happen every week, and it's such a shame. Oh, yeah. Like I loved him coming out of the draft, and I thought he would he would do great, but. I don't think he was helped with the quarterback situation, but now he's got the best quarterback in the league, so it's, uh, it's there's no excuses for him now. Uh, Dave, thoughts on Watkins and Hardman? Byron Pringle. No. <laughs> uh, Watkins will be first couple of uh, couple, uh, first couple of weeks more usage than Hardman. I think as the season goes on, Hardman I think will make that WR two spot his own within the Chiefs' offense. Uh, and again, if you know, you were stuck for a receiver late on in your draft and you've managed to pick up Watkins. There's no harm putting in your WR2 if you're really, really struggling. But he's not someone that I'm... Week, last year's week one aside, after he hurt me so badly on my bench, um, I'm not buying too high on Sammy Watkins myself. Just because I feel like him, Hardman, Pringle, Robinson are all players that Andy Reid could swap in and out at any moment yeah. as well. The, the WR2 isn't a nailed down spot, much like the WR1 in Houston. It could be I'm- anyone. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm changing my I'm changing my mind. I, do you know what I've just done? I thought you know what Sammy Watkins had a great week one last year. I'm gonna go check all of his week ones from the last five years, six years, to see go. what he's done. It's it ain't pretty. It's uh, <laughs> all right. So so here's here's the game logs for Sammy Watkins over the last few years. Um, 2000 uh, where are we? Uh, 2000 and um, oh I can't see what. Uh, 2015 against Indianapolis three targets no receptions no yards Uh, the following week five targets three receptions 31 yards sorry the following year the following year after that 2017 two receptions 21 yards the following season 2018 four receptions 41 yards no touchdowns any of this so I'm changing my mind that was just a one-off don't start Watkins (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and now looking at the Texans wide receivers. James, there's four there. Uh, two are brand new in Brandon Cooks and Randall Cobb. Uh, we've got Kenny Stills and Will Fuller, the fifth there. What's going on there? They're, the Chiefs gave up the 31st most points, which obviously the second least amount of fantasy points to wide receivers last year. Are we starting anybody? Now, this first things first, injury report. It comes and rears its head even in week one. Brandon Cooks is already questionable. Um, He's been sort of very much nursed through preseason and they've been very much trying to take it gentle with him, which isn't ideal when you're starting with a new team. 
and also is something I wish I knew before I drafted him so often. <laughs> um, so <laughs> research people. Um, but um, yeah, so Cooks for me is too much of a risk. Fuller probably is the beneficiary of all this. Uh, and is the only one of that group that I would consider starting. But I would struggle to imagine much of a roster construction based on sort of you know draft boards I've seen and been involved in, where you need where you sort of have to start Fuller as effectively your flex position. Sort of he is your sort of sixth best you know RB or wide receiver, you know running back or wide receiver. So I'm sort of. It's very much break, you know, break glass in case of emergency and pick him. Albeit Will Fuller's injury history, breaking glass is pretty much a good description of him. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think that's where I'm leaning sort of Fuller, if anybody. But I I'd like to hope I have a better option. And Dave, you've already alluded to the fact that you don't like these wide receivers. Yeah. Are you not picking any this week? Um, uh, Brandon Cooks is just. It's the most frustrating player <laughs> fantasy wise because you think he's on the verge of just having a doing amazing and having a really breakout season fantasy wise. I say breakout, but recapturing the form that he had uh, when he was at the Saints, and then he doesn't, or he, he concussions, or I think it's his knee that's made him questionable for the um, game. Uh, Will Fuller again, I think he's had injury problems. Randall Cobb, uh, he. And Kenny Stills is the only one that I might consider. And that's only because I think he had a decent week one against the Saints in the opener last year. But again, you're going on the basis of a game against a completely different team yeah. in a completely different stadium. So, yeah, I wouldn't be looking at any Texans receivers this week and arguably most weeks. Unless you're against the Jags. <laughs> so, Rob, what about Darren <laughs> Fells as being the, the tight end in the offense or even Jordan Akins, maybe? Tight ends, are you weighing in any differently? Mm, um, Jordan Aikens is probably, uh, he's ahead of Fells in my rankings, season long rankings, but I don't, I don't know. I, I'm never starting those two guys. Um, one thing I'll add to, uh, add on to the, the wide receivers there. Um, obviously, Isaiah Coulter is by far and away the best wide receiver in, in Houston. <laughs> Uh, he's he's actually on the IR as well, so another injury prone wide receiver for the Texans. Um, you but, you know, what, what I will say is, uh, Will Fuller, when he's healthy, is good. He is a wide receiver too when he's healthy, um, and at the moment, all things considered, I think he he is he's healthy. Um, so the last two years, he has had a seventy one point nine yards per game average and a sixty point nine yards per game average. Um, so yeah, if he's if he's healthy, I think you start him. That 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 would be my advice um, as your wide receiver two or three if you're in WR three leagues. Um, but no tight ends, uh, not from the Texans. Uh, no, and I do believe T- Travis Kelsey has hit the injury report as well this week. He has, yeah. So that could be up in the air. Yeah. Fire up Ricky Seals Jones. Let's go. No, no. fire up <laughs> Dion Yelder. Dion Yelder, right? This right, let me just go on a little tangent for <laughs> two years ago in the offseason. I wrote a big article about Dion Yelder because he was a beast coming out of college. Tight end, huge guy, fantastic. Made the senior bowl from a tiny little school. Um, and he is he's super, super talented. He was on the Saints. Saints practice squad didn't quite make it through. Um, this is when uh Jared Cook obviously took off uh, the last couple of years in the Saints. Uh, he went to the uh, 
Chiefs midway through last year and started to get snapped at the end of the season. And I think he is a really deep, 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 deep if Travis Kelsey misses a big amount of time sleeper. What was his name not week one, not week one. Don't <laughs> what, start him. What, what, what was his name again? Yelder. Dion Yelder, yeah. yeah Dion he's a re- Yelder. You, you've probably never heard of him, um, but no. honestly, if you go to YouTube and watch his tape, he's, he's phenomenal. He went for a small school. I can't remember what school it is off the top of my head. Um, but I, he made, he made uh, one of the big senior bowls at college, um, and he had a really good game in that senior bowl. Uh, and if you look at all the, if you just Google him, Dion Yelder, and you look at the reports out of Saints camp when he was there as a, as in training camp, they loved him there. I'm surprised they got rid of him, um, but they did obviously cap casualty, uh, not cap casualty, a, a roster casualty, um, and and the Chiefs picked him up. Um, so yeah, it, this is this matters nothing to this week, and I'm really just going off on a stupid tangent. But just remember the name, Dion Yelder. He There's caught one pass against the Texans ball. in the divisional round. Oh, okay. There yeah, we go. one pass, eleven yards. So he's got he's got a history. Make all the difference. <laughs> basically, he's basically the goat. <laughs> and there's one person that's listening to this podcast right now. He's not really paying attention. They're doing something in the background. They're just subconsciously hearing the words Dion Yelder. And you get me two point one points. <laughs> angrily, <laughs> angrily tweeting us on Friday when he's uh, when he's goosed out. When he goes a healthy for four, scratch. <laughs> when he goes for four touchdowns, you mean? Wow! Yeah. I don't think they'll be angrily tweeting us when, uh, when that happens. In defence of uh, Will Fuller, by the way, um, again looking at the uh, divisional round last season, he caught five passes for eighty nine yards. Against the Chiefs, so yep. when he's on the field, he's good. Play. Okay, so that is the Thursday night slate. I hope everybody enjoys the game as much as I'm going to. Even though I will fall asleep at approximately twenty-five past one, as I always seem to do, and then um, <laughs> wake up really confused when it's the third quarter. That's uh, that seems to be my my trademark. So uh, yeah, have a great time, and we will be tweeting out more information closer to the time, just with those injuries that we have already mentioned, and ch- keep your eyes peeled for our uh... ah, bloody hell. <laughs> for what Dave for what Dave the suspense is killing me keep your eyes peeled for our Startem Sitem article which will be out before that game so we are going to look at some last minute waivers you have completed your drafts well no uh, James and I were talking off air beforehand saying we've, we've still got drafts mm, James, I have. mad person's got three in a row tomorrow night so um Jeez. This is the problem when you draft you and you set your own league and then you have drafts across the pond with people in America. So yeah. sort of one AM drafting is yep. always the, the sort of dampener on draft season. But I've got one tonight at one o'clock. Lovely. Sorry, I've, I've, I've decided these people who've seen my Twitter feed recently will have seen me completely plastering trying to get my sleeper league filled. It's effectively, this is sort of the hype train invitational, which is maybe going to become a yearly thing. But effectively, it's my wife insisting that she wants a game against me because she wants to beat me again. So if she ends up winning the whole thing, this could be a bad move. <laughs> well, but I I'm... caved in. <laughs> I'm going to go for a shameless plug of the full 10 yard season guide here because um, I, I showed it to my sister today and she's probably never heard of American football before, but she, um, she had a quick flick through and she's now joined her university fantasy football league. So she needs, she needs an expert to, um, to well, I call myself an expert then. Crikey. <laughs> I um, say, send, send her our way. Then. You, better, you better send her to me, James and Dave. <laughs> okay. She needs an analyst, shall we say, or a, a, 
a more experienced person to uh, to help her through the draft. So um, that's scheduled for Thursday night, which I think is cutting it extremely fine. But um, but there we go for there. Uh, we digress as per usual on this podcast, but we are now going to talk about some last minute waiver pickups. So you've had the majority of our drafts and of course there are players that went undrafted. So we're going to talk to you now about those players who we believe that you should be going out to pick up and stashing on your rosters, maybe for week one, maybe for a couple of weeks time. So James, who is your favorite pickup who is currently on the waiver wire that people should be adding to their rosters post-draft? So... I don't hope I'm not stepping on any toes later on in that segment, but the guy who, to be honest, he won't be on many waiver wires in leagues I'm in because I get drafting him is Dallas Goddard. <laughs> um, you'll see if anyone who's read, say, shameless plug from me here, the hype train station is now, arri- well, the hype train has arrived at the station on the website, so check the article out. Uh, plug ended. But <laughs> Dallas Goddard is probably one of my favorite pickups for those who haven't exactly got a tight end that they feel comfortable starting in week one, who's streaming the position constantly, which is a thing nowadays. But similarly, I am almost comfortable putting him in, in the flex spot because Alshon Jeffrey's out. Um, Jalen Rago's doubtful. So you're pretty much limiting your receiving options already. You're basically Deshaun Jackson and... Yeah, then you've got the two tight ends, so Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I think he has to get targets. I mean, Miles Sanders will as well, naturally, but I just think Goddard's just available, but he could be effectively the wide receiver three there at worst. And that's, in well, not wide receiver, just receiver in general. And he could even play slot a few times here as well. So I just love the opportunity that he's got, and especially if Wentz does start and doesn't break down early, which would be good. Deshaun Jackson's mum, if you're listening, that wasn't a dig at your son. So just, just a little claim here. Continuous joke we're going to do through yeah. the year. Um, James said he's, he's likely to start. So that is not a dig at Deshaun Jackson, just in case you are listening, Mrs. Jackson. So quite literally their wide receiver one on, on a team with one fit wide receiver. That's that's slightly more of a dig, Mrs. Jackson. So if you feel like getting at James, he's at NFL Hype Train on Twitter. Please, please don't come at me again because I've not said anything. What's that song? Is it by Outcast? Sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, <laughs> <I am> for real. <laughs> Never meant to make your song cry. That's it. That's the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's normally daughter, but obviously it's just yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, d- digressed once again so Dallas let's keep going with that that's beautiful (laughs) (laughs) so Dallas Goddard is James's player who he's picking up last minute on waivers if James hasn't already drafted him Uh, Rob who are you scanning the waiver wire for before the season starts um, there's a little bit of a gem, I think, on the waiver wire, and he is rostered in 1.1% of leagues, uh, and that is Mr. Kendrick Bourne from the San Francisco 49ers, and it's simply because the 49ers have not got many receiving options. I know, I think uh, Georgie Kittle is back this week in practice, I believe, um, but they're still sort of thin uh, at wide receiver. They're, they're kind of pushing Debo Samuel back, but don't expect Debo to do much week one um you know they're gonna they can't i don't think he's going to be at full speed until week three week four whether he's on the field or not he's going to be a decoy i believe um and then you're thinking well 
what else have they got at receiver? Not a lot. If you go through the depth chart, someone's got to catch a ball there. And if, if Kittle's kind of um, not 100%, and like I said, Devo Samuel's nowhere near 100%, then the, the obvious answer is Kendrick Bourne, who was surprisingly effective last year for them. So he's already got a bit of a rapport with, with Jimmy G. Um, and yeah, it, again, they're going up against... Um, is it Philadelphia? I've just lost it. Arizona. 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 Sorry, Arizona. So, um, yeah, no, a steady secondary, not not the greatest secondary. They, you can definitely win um, against them. So, so yeah, Kendrick Bourne, 1.1% rostered. I'd, I'd be uh, very tempted if you're – I've got a couple of leagues, actually, where I've got a couple of questionable wide receivers. Um, you know, as my wide receiver, too, I picked up Jaden Rager in a lot of places, which was unfortunate what happened to him. So, if you're in that boat where you've got a couple of questionable guys, if you went running back heavy and you're sort of sitting there and unsure who to put your wide receiver to you, you could go worse than picking up Kendrick Ball and plugging him in straight away to fly in another rookie into this conversation Brandon Ayuk would have normally been my default if Debo was kind of playing as a decoy but Ayuk is also questionable exactly yeah he didn't, he did, he's got a hamstring issue so he didn't participate <laughs> in practice on Monday either which makes Bourne even more of a you know real fire and also anyone who has George Kettle as their tight end can probably be rubbing their hands right now. I mean, Titans against Arizona last oh. year was like a cheat code, but yeah. um, I mean, I am going to rewind the clock slightly here with Jalen Rager. A lot of people, when he became doubtful and was, sort of, you know, said he might be missing for four weeks, a lot of people dropped him in leagues. And if you have an IR spot, it's probably an interesting time to pick him up if you think you have some fodder on your bench because he's currently listed as doubtful. So most leagues IR will not let you place him on there. So people are dropping him. If he then is ruled out of week one and he turns to out, you should then be able to drop him in and pick up someone like Kendrick Bourne. So minor cheat code here for people who want to take that chance. If you've got someone on your bench who you just think, yeah, I dropped them in the last round. I'm probably not going to use them. Or I fancy Rhaegar later in the season more. It's an idea because I've like done it. that in a few leagues. Like it. So, Dave, who are you looking at to pick up last minute waiver wise? Well, given the roster moves and confirmations, I suppose, that have happened in the last few days, my mind instantly went to Adrian Peterson for the Lions, but I thought, is he really actually going to do much in fantasy? And then I have a real soft spot for, I mention him every time I'm on a podcast, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I'm just madly in love with, <laughs> just because of last season was just absolute chaos. And he's the week one starter for the Dolphins. We don't know what the Patriots defense is going to be like. They always start, I say always, but they're notorious for starting slow. He was the lead rusher for the Dolphins last year. Uh, <laughs> surely can't happen again. But one guy that I'm looking at here and uh, I don't think he's been picked up in many leagues. On the official NFL fantasy, he's been picked up in 12.5% of leagues. That's Robbie Anderson for the Carolina Panthers. I'm not sold on the Raiders' defence, personally. And Anderson is... He's quick. He gets separation. And he, at times for the Jets last year, he was good. And they've got Teddy Bridgewater at QB now. They have a viable quarterback option, rather than Kyle Allen just... Yeah. He had more passing yards than Lamar Jackson last year. <laughs> I'm just saying, but when he <laughs> stunned him, that's a spanner in the works. <laughs> we'll not talk about. Um... I wish I had a, another stat to throw back at you, but hey, fair enough. But Teddy Bridgewater, that five six game period for the Saints was he wasn't great, but he was good. Yeah, and 
an option like Robbie Anderson for Teddy Bridgewater, I just feel like we want Anderson's worth a shout at, you know, if you are struggling, if you're in a WR3 league, for example, then, um, yeah, I think he's worth a pickup. Or Ryan Fitzmagic. (laughs) (laughs) And finally for mine, we're going to keep on the 49ers theme, and I am going to go for Jerick McKinnon. So everything that I am hearing out of 49ers camp is that Jet McKinnon looks incredible. That is coming from players, staff, beat reporters. Apparently he is where uh, he needs to be. And uh, he is the currently the only 49ers deep threat. So uh, <laughs> I expect him to get a, a little bit of work out wide, maybe. Um, maybe if anyone's going to be able to, to scheme him open and, and scheme him into the offense, maybe a little bit unconventionally to, to the traditional running back role, it's Kyle Shanahan. So he's one that I'm keeping my eye on this week. And with the wide receiver situation, as we've, we've already discussed pretty dire there in San Francisco at the moment. Uh, Jeremy Kinnan, I think, is going to get some interesting usage this weekend. And by all accounts, he is looking fantastic. So when that 90-yard bomb goes to him and he uh, scores a touchdown, I'll be, um, I'll be, I'll be celebrating for, for multiple reasons. But um, one, because uh, he's our only deep threat, which is, which is quite ridiculous. So the waiver wires, uh, we will, we obviously, we've had the, the Hype Train article released by James Choo Choo, all aboard. And that will be making this weekly appearance and you can get your first class tickets, your second class tickets as to players who you'll be picking up on a week to week basis. And we'll be looking at their uh, ownership percentages, all that kind of stuff. So keep an eye out for that on the Twitter, which is at F10Y. And finally, we are going to go into Streaming Corner, which streaming, these are players that you are only going to pick up for one week because of the matchup, and then you are probably going to drop again straight away. So positions that we tend to stream are the quarterbacks, uh, defenses, and tight ends. Uh, You may have decided to invest high draft capital in your wide receivers, running backs, etc. So you've got to the end of the draft and you've picked up somebody that you're not really confident about having. So you are going to stream that position. So now let's take a look at some of the matchups this week. James, you've been giving quarterbacks. Who are the best streaming options this week for people who did not select one of the best quarterbacks in the draft? So, so that I have a little bit of variety, um, I'm not going to pick the person who I highlighted in my article, which ironically we've already talked about anyway, because it's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, however, the, the sort of my other options that I considered were Phil Rivers against Jacksonville, which considering sort of, you know, you might as well call them the Jacksonville tankers nowadays. <laughs> um, then any quarterback against them feels like a good play. Um, I've put in there Gardner Minshew because garbage time is going to be a thing in Jacksonville. Like it used to be with Blake Bortles. So I have kind of high hopes. Minshew could be a player that you end up playing all season just for, those times where they are sort of pretending to come from behind. But he's got, um, he's got rushing upside as well. Like, he does, which is what makes it even better. Yeah. Like, he's, I've never known a garbage tank Ubi who can run as well and yeah. has just this, and has at least got weapons as well. See, see DJ Chark and LaVisca Chenault and DD West. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, my other one who I'll highlight a bit more here is Tyrod Taylor. He's someone I'm warming to, and I don't think I'm the only one in this room who's been warming to him a lot this week. Um, in the, Now that it's pretty much certain that Justin Herbert's not going to be there, you know, starting for the first few weeks at least, and Tyrod's got the job, he has rushing upside. He has, 
you know, he is going to be the starter for a little while at least. Against the Bengals the first week, who, again, is a defense that I do not rate. To be fair, it's not much of an offense yet that I rate. But, um, yeah, they're still in transition mode to me. But, yeah, Tyrod this week at Cincinnati feels like a really good option. And currently, I believe he is only owned in 3% of leagues. So if you have a quarterback that has a tough matchup or you just you know picked one late and you think, yeah, not sure, pick a different streamer. I think Tyrod might be one of the real good go-tos this week. And Dave, we look at defences with yourself. Who is the best streaming option this week? Well, who are the best streaming options this week for defence and special teams? I think a theme throughout this season, as uh, you alluded to, James, is that whoever the Jags are playing, just, <laughs> uh, just go with them. Um, the Colts against the Jags, garbage time could be an issue. Uh, but at the same time, week one, it, it is a bit of a crapshoot in terms of, you know, could there be a blowout? Could the, uh, you know, when you look for blowouts or possible blowouts, Colts against the Jags, to me, screams, you know, a couple of defensive scores. And I'm sure you're hoping for that as well, Rob. Um, alternatively, <laughs> alternatively um, I'm not sure how much of a streaming option this is going to be because of how good they were last year but the Steelers at the Giants uh, on Monday Night Football is that Sunday night um, we saw how well the Steelers were last season on defence they nearly got Mason Rudolph into the bloody playoffs and it's a young defence of Minka Fitzpatrick TJ Watt Devin Bush and they look great the Giants first year coach Daniel Jones is still an unknown quantity could uh, again a uh, it's a bit of a tough one with defences in week one because we don't have that standout defence with a weak uh, schedule like the Patriots last season who, if you had them as your defence throughout the first eight weeks of the season, you were on an 8-0 record. So for me, the Colts at the Jags, the Steelers at the Giants, and then you could look at Titans at Broncos. Jadavion's in there now. Drew Locke, we don't know much about him yet. And all these defences, Colts, Steelers and Titans, I think have... it. Not only a huge upside, but they've improved from last season as well. You've got DeForest Buckner on the Colts now yeah. as well, which is going to be massive. And against better teams, I think the secondary would be a concern for the Colts. I don't know what your take on that is, Rob. But against the Jags, I don't think that the uh, secondary is that much of an issue. No, not really. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I... Uh, I, I, I'm always one of these glass half empty kind of fans. When I look at Indian, I think, uh, I don't know, we, we might struggle here. I am going to be disappointed if we don't flatten Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think w- defensively we've improved in the off season and there's still some holes sort of dotted around the defense, but I think we are, we are a very good run defense uh, with, with the maniac Darius Leonard going up the middle. Um, and I think we're getting better and better in the defensive secondary. So, you know, we've got some young, young, decent players. Kenny Moore, um, we've got a, a second year um, a safety uh, a corner, Rocky Arsin. Um, yeah. He'll probably get more games this year. And, and, and they, they're talented. And, you know, Gardner Minshew, if they're, if they're behind, they're going to be throwing. Um, there could be a lot of opportunity for, for the Indy defence. I like that shout. Mm-hmm. And one more from me is just because I don't trust them at all, but uh, the Lions defense are going, going against the Bears offense. Um, the Lions, it, it's a bit out there because that's a lot of upheaval in the offseason. And they've got a rookie corner in Jeff Akuda who they drafted high. They've draft, uh, got Desmond Trufant as well, who 
Yeah, I'm not entirely sold on him, but if you are struggling, if you can't get the Colts or the Steelers uh, defenses, then the Lions could be worth a look. Yeah, because I'd say taking a little bit of um, advice I mentioned in one of the um, off-season shows, each different platform has the defenses in different orders. And some this year it's been, I think, a lot more different than in previous years. There's no like consensus defense one that's gone off the board you know like you you, you sometimes get an auto draft I mean on sleeper the Steelers actually tend to be the number one defense off the board which as a Steelers fan is is both um, optimistic and scary (laughs) but um, the the Colts are strange because in some in on like ESPN they are 90% owned but on um, NFL platforms they are nearer sort of 40% owned and I think on some of the others I've seen them you know very much not picked in a 12-team league, which is just crazy to me at the moment. But um, the Lions are pretty much going to be 5% anywhere. So pretty much unless you're playing two defences in your league or you have 32 teams in your league, I don't imagine the Lions were someone's draft choice unless they were really thinking ahead. So, But I, I kind of have to agree with the Lions pick here. And if just to chuck one more in there, which is completely left field, the Washington football team. <laughs> are against Philly and if you didn't like my Goddard pick go because then well because you don't think he's necessarily going to get the work then go pick up the Washington defense because there's not a lot of offense left in Philly apart from Miles Sanders and what, what I will say about the Washington football team defense is they could be sneaky good for fantasy because they've got some really quality rushes um Montez Sweat Jonathan um uh, Alan. Alan, thank you. Oh, yeah. um, uh, you know, they've got some really... Chase Young. Chase Young, exactly, yeah. 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 Um, so they're going to get after the quarterback this year. Like, maybe they'll be on the field a lot as well. Yeah, uh, they, they, they will put up fantasy points. The yeah. only thing is they probably will lose real points. So obviously that will, obviously might even eat yeah. out. But there will be weeks this year where, where the Washington uh, defence will, 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 will come through for fantasy games in tight games. And Rob, finally, would you mm. take a look at the tight ends for us, please, for streaming options? Dab, dab. Give me some duck sauce. Always Jarwin. <laughs> I Listen, expecting that. Jeez. <laughs> Wait, just, 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 just a second. Are you suggesting that Blake Jarwin wasn't drafted in every draft? Is that? Uh, I, I am suggesting that, and, and that's, that he's uh, not going to start every week. <laughs> The tagline is always Jarwin, and that's draft, that's waiver wire, that start sits. It's always Jarwin. Listen, listen. (laughs) you've not been listening, guys. Um, No, Uh, Blake Jarwin for me. um, Look, it wouldn't be a full ten fantasy podcast without mentioning um, always Jarwin. But he goes up against the Rams. We nearly got there. He goes up against the Rams, and, and quite honestly, the Rams, um, their, their weak point in defense is at linebacker. Um, but their strong point is Aaron Donald because he is a man mountain of a machine of a human being alien um, who you know always puts pressure on quarterback. So he's gonna, the quarterback is going to be looking for, uh, you know, he's going to be looking for that quick out. Blake Jarwin over the middle against weaker linebackers. You've got um, obviously wide receivers out wide. You've got to get. Um, 
Jalen Ramsey and Taylor Rapp, who's pretty good safety, they're going to be covering downfield. I think Blake Jarwin, this has got his game written all over it. So I'm going for it. Blake Jarwin, start him up. And uh, just an honourable mention for um, Ian Thomas from Carolina. He's had some good uh, good praise in the week from, from out of camp. Um, he looks like, well, he's the only tight end in, in Carolina. Um, and he goes up against the Las Vegas Raiders, who historically have been terrible against tight ends over the last two or three years. Why has anything changed? I don't know that they, they might have worked on that in the off season, but if they haven't, if they're still terrible against tight ends, there's only going to be one guy out there who's going to be catching passes and that's Ian Thomas. So that's my reason for streaming him this week. Yeah. And similarly in Atlanta, Hayden Hurst, uh, he's going up against the Seahawks who conceded the fourth most yep. points to tight ends last year. So yep. the, the, there are some really good streaming options out there this year. And is, uh, am, I the, am I the only one that's really nervous about Hayden Hurst? Is anyone is anyone on the on this train? Because I'm just kind of like I've got one foot on the train, one on the platform. Because I'm, I don't, I did, I haven't seen it from him in Baltimore, and I I get it. You know, when you've got the likes of Mark Andrews coming in, who's obviously a, a great talent. Um, but is that because you know um, Hayden Hurst wasn't that good, or is it just a situational thing? I, I'm just I'm right on the fence with him. I don't know what to think. I, I think both. Mm-hmm. They yeah. fitted their scheme better, and now with Hooper out the way, and Hooper was so effective in previous years that it's a case of filling the role. He's, I don't think Hurst is the player Hooper was. But you, you, you say that Hooper was productive. He, he wasn't. Only last year, before yeah. that, he was terrible. Yeah, um, that's, that's I why think I it was. Hurst, I think it's the scheme now. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I mean, like I said, I'm, I am on the fence. I'm not, I'm not going to disagree or agree with you. But um... I only have him in one league out of 30, though, so take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully in on Hayden Hurst, I think. Um, I seem to remember during the summer we did a players to watch for um, mm-hmm. or early drafts, and I picked Hayden Hurst out of tight ends because I seem to remember looking at him and Austin Hooper's stat lines, and I could be wrong here, but I feel like they were quite similar as well last season. So I think I'm hoping it's a situational thing with Hayden Hurst because I've in my leagues as well, whenever he's been available, I've gone in for Hayden Hurst. I think um, that's my sort of guy I'm going to die on yeah. the hill for this season. Well, the, the, don't say that because poor Dav Dav's dying on the Fournette Hill, bless him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in desperate need of CPR. Left this gravestone up there. lies. Yeah, I mean, the opportunity is there for Hurst. Absolutely. I just, I'm, I'm sceptical because I haven't seen it in Baltimore. Um, and yeah, I, I haven't risked it with him. But it, yeah, absolutely. Like, like Davda, like you just said, he's got a good matchup this week. So it's his chance. It's his chance to, to come into a new team with a bang um, and um, not necessarily prove me wrong because I don't know whether he's going to do it or not. But, um, you know, he could, he could certainly be worthwhile for those that have invested in him. Wonderful. And that concludes the tight end segment. And that concludes also the podcast for today. So it is officially the first one of the season as opposed to the preseason. Although we haven't technically had the first game of the season yet, we are still classing it as the first preview of the season. So if you haven't already, make sure you get out and buy the full 10-yard season guide. 
you won't be able to get through it all because there is so much content in there before the season starts. However, the content is timeless. So make sure that you get on that. You can buy it on Amazon if you fancy a paperback copy, which is, is great. It's really good quality. It's fantastic for the value. And also head out over to the website, full10yards.com to get a PDF version, which you can get instantly to start your reading now. Uh, like I've already mentioned, uh, my sister has already decided to take up a fantasy league based on our, on our season guide. Uh, and it's it's gone big in Asia. It's uh, well, we've we've sold one copy in Japan, <laughs> but uh, <Yeah>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we can we can officially say it is a um, pan your pan, pan continental <laughs> international bestseller. Is the full season guide, and of course we've got plenty of other stuff going on on the Twitter as well. Uh, most notably the NFL hype train series, which started today. So James, you want to tell us a little bit more about that and the plans for the season? So I'm mostly going to be doing the waiver wire pickup. So you're going to see the hype train station being my main content. I'm going to be hopefully around on Twitter, sort of in start territory like most people, albeit bear in mind, I will be setting up 30 teams. So my, my activity on there may be limited, uh, but mostly hopefully you'll hear me on the podcast fantasy wise most of the time. And when there isn't a screaming baby, when we get towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, so I'll be I'll be picking you through your first class pickups, your second class pickups, your day returns, and your advanced fares, which if you don't have a clue what I'm on about, either you're not familiar with the rail system or you really need to go check out the article. <laughs> Let's just hope, unlike the rail system, it is on time. <laughs> 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 How many times did I use that joke last year? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, season outlook for you? Mm, um, yeah, getting busy with rankings. Uh, I know Dave here, you're joining us this year on the rankings team, aren't you? Uh, oh, yes. with, along with, with Andy Moore, um, who is over at the college team at the moment. Uh, but yeah, we're. I am literally... I got home from work at two o'clock, uh, 2.15 yesterday afternoon and at 20 past 12, I put my laptop down. Um, that's just doing my final season rankings uh, for Fantasy Pros and I've still got 11 teams to do. Um, once I've finished them, I'm going to be doing my weekly rankings for week one and that will be up on the website, hopefully Friday. So uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Dave, I need them in by Friday, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With uh, We'll get the rankings up uh, and I'm also going to be doing some, some injury stuff um, I'm not a doctor, but um, there'll be some injury report stuff going around at the weekend. So I'll uh, I'll condense that all into a nice little easy um, easy to read piece for you that goes up on the website every week before before kickoff. Fantastic. And how about yourself, Dave? I'm going to be at the beck and call of Rob uh, with the rankings, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'll be doing some start sits, um, do some more pods as well. I'll be more active with that, and hopefully some DFS stuff as well. Um, and. Uh, I'm just so excited for the season. It's yeah, here. it's happening. Let's get it on. One forty-eight hours more sleep. Well, it depends when this goes out. When you listen to it, so two more sleeps oh, from when recording. One more from when we when you should be listening. So I'll be working night shifts as well uh, when the game is on. So I'll actually get to see it. Perfect. Fantastic. Hopefully, my employers aren't listening to this. <laughs> You're just taking a three and a half hour break in the middle of your show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Are you going to put the podcast sort of after this one's gone out? <laughs> <laughs> just, maybe, just, to this podcast, just ignore last week. Yeah, ignore um, that. It's fine. Nothing happened. 
<laughs> cool, let's get out of here. So, uh, yeah, make sure you're following us at F10Y Fantasy. Get on the website, www.fulltentyards.com. I have been David Davenport. Thank you very much for listening and keep those eyes peeled. You've been listening to the Full 10 Yards Fantasy Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at F10Y Fantasy and over on our website, www.full10yards.com, where we cater to all of your American football needs from NFL General, Fantasy Football, College Football, and even Britball. Thanks for listening, and remember, folks, keep those eyes peeled. The Full 10 Yards team is proud to present to you their 2020 NFL season guide. The boys have been working really hard this off-season to bring this to you. It's a guide of 130 pages and includes information on all 32 teams, including off-season wheeling and dealing, rookies, team and schedule information, along with fantasy football rankings and projections. It also includes a rookie's guide to American football, giving you an introduction into the game and an A to Z on some handy information and some of the penalties. But there's more. We've also got an interview with TV personality Nat Coombs, along with a view from the sideline where a fan from every team gives their thoughts on the upcoming season. We include information on how you can support the game in the UK and information on how you can follow us and our work as we aim to invest our profits to help more people become coaches or officials in the UK. When you buy this guide, we will also give you a free PDF version of the guide so you can have it with you on the go at all times. All you have to do to get your hands on one of these guides is to go to Amazon and search for the full 10 yards season guide. You're going to get the 130 page guide and you're going to get the PDF for your mobile devices all for just a one-off payment of 10.99. It really is a good deal. Don't miss out. This is for everyone, whether you've been watching the NFL for 10, 20, 30 years or whether you're new to the sport and you're just picking it up. This guide is for everyone. It's got everything you need to know about all 32 teams. Well worth anyone's money. And you're putting money back into the BAFA community to help pay for coaching and refereeing courses. So there you go, folks. Go grab yourself a copy today. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. And as always, keep those eyes peeled.